my wife's name out your mouth. And here we go. It's the comic, the comic, the comic, comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nurse New Bully, me host Leroy, aka Keep the Change You Feel the Animal, with my co-host. Uh, yeah, this is Eli, aka the Salty Pretzel. There you go. <laughs> We're back with another episode, and Eli, I know we saw some foosball today. I know your team lost. Did you jump on the bandwagon oh, I, on another team? And I did not. I haven't watched football. No, I, I didn't watch any of the games today. <laughs> Damn, I, I was hoping you would lead into it so we could have something that people would care about. That's about how much I care about it. <laughs> but the rest of the world cares. We're supposed to care some kind of way. Because, you know, I don't care. <laughs> oh, well, sorry, y'all. If y'all can't listen to football, we got nothing for you. So, yeah. <laughs> but if you want to hear some comics, we're here for you. Everybody flips oh, yeah. off right now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but before we go into it, we do want to pay some respects on some news that happened like right before we was about to record. So we had some passings that happened in 2023, and we do want to acknowledge them. And for me, they came out of nowhere. First thing I want to acknowledge is uh Annie Wershing. I want to say rest in peace to her. Now I know a lot of people like who? You know, here's the thing about Annie Hershing. Annie Wershing. You may not know her name, but when you see her in something, you'll be like, Oh yeah, that's that person that played in that thing. That's her. Now, the reason I want to talk about her because she played in a bunch of stuff. One of is one of my favorite shows of all time, 24, which we never talk about on here. You know, she was like Jack Bauer's like equal FBI counterpart, you know, gave him shit and stuff like that. So I thought it was pretty cool. Um, what else did she also play in? She was also the board queen, you know. Really? I didn't watch. Not, well, not, not in the new movies. And okay. the Paramount the Plus Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't watch Picard. it. Picard. Yeah. The shit Goma watch. watches. Yeah. yeah. Never watched it even. <laughs> Goma, Goma knows it. Ask Gomer. He'll know what that is. Like that. I didn't watch the show. I didn't know it, but I thought it was pretty cool. I don't have a picture right now, but she was also in Runaways. So she was one of the, uh, yeah, she was. Well, you didn't watch it. I watched it. Did you read the comic? Did you read the comic? Nope. Damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just slide because you read way more Brian K. Vaughn than I did. So I'm gonna just slide with that. <laughs> uh how y'all doing tonight? Jake, hey, we Jake's are good. In the house. What's we up? didn't watch football, so we're the only people in America that are not upset <laughs> because our team didn't win, you know. <laughs> but how are you doing, Jake? That's the real question, you know. Um, but yeah, she played she played uh in um uh, runaway, she was one of the the evil that's thing, she pretty much just played evil moms. That's all she ever played. Because she was redhead, hot. So, yeah, she's an evil mom. That's all she played and stuff like that. Trying to think, oh, and she also played in. Now, if I had said this two weeks ago, nobody know what I was talking about. But now people would know what I'm talking about. She was also the voice actress and motion cap actress of Tess in The Last of Us. The original okay. Tess. Yeah. So, like I said, if I said this two weeks ago, nobody would know what I said. But everybody last week talked about how powerful and emotional that scene was with Tess in The Last of Us. Guess what? That scene was line for line, scene for scene, just like the video game where she played in. So, yeah. 
so that's the thing. So I do. So pretty much, she had her hands in all kind of sci-fi shit. You know, if it was something, she was in it. You know, so that's what I want to say. You know, recipes to her. Yeah, you know? I feel shitty because I didn't watch any of this stuff. <laughs> See, my childhood, Eli. <laughs> Never watched Twenty Four. Sorry, I didn't watch that. Didn't I watched. Yeah. I was so into Twenty Four. My ex gave me a copy of Twenty Four. You know, for my birthday one time. So like. <laughs> oh yeah so uh oh we are in second one we're going to talk about rest in peace to lisa Lori. so another icon oh cool uh, once again people be like who you know but let me break it down so lisa loring uh I'm trying to see if i got a picture of her is the original wednesday adams oh no so shit. she passed today i didn't i didn't oh. i thought she was already passed i didn't know she was still alive but apparently passed today so yeah uh, long line original Wednesday Adams. Now, like I said, the Adams family didn't originate from the TV show. It originated from uh, a New Yorker's cartoon, which nobody was named yeah. on there. It was you know? a comic. It, it was, was a comic. Well, well, okay, okay. I think we got to name the difference. Okay, it wasn't a comic. It was a cartoon. There's a difference. I'm explaining the difference between a comic and a cartoon. Is it one panel? One panel, exactly. So if it's one panel, it's a cartoon. But a comic is a cartoon that has multiple pages that has sequential storytelling. So that's in between a cartoon and a comic. So just letting everybody know about this. It's very bullshit. No one, just extra knowledge no one cared about. I just want to just put that out there. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't named on there. They, were, they all, all got their names on the TV show. So she was the original OG Wednesday Adams on the show. And of course, she was also preceded by, you know, Christina Ricci, you know, and also the new fad, you know jenna ortega who was the new it girl you know everywhere uh like i said want to give a shout out of course you know wednesday is like the biggest thing of 2022 mainly because of that tiktok dance that just went nuts and everybody went crazy and stuff like that but here's the thing if you really really watch that video jenna ortega was paying homage to the original wednesday adams so she did the dance first you know and she was just copying her you know so i thought that's pretty cool when she did this stuff on there so Oh, uh, so nice little homage, nice little shout out to her. Let's see, Jenna is, Jenna is big, yeah. That, that, she's okay. the it girl. She's it. You know, I, I felt I felt bad for her date at the Golden Globes because everybody was like, dude, get out the way. We just want to talk to her. We don't know you. And he was in a Wednesday show too. Like, <laughs> but no how old is she? Twelve? Yeah, like twenty. <laughs> <you know. laughs> too young for me to look at her. But you know, yeah. <laughs> but hey, float your boat. Whatever you know, All you right, got man. out there. So. Now, for instance, like Christina Ricci, that's more my speed. So when she was growing up, I was like, holy hell yeah. But I was close to that age, you know, so that's different, you know. But yeah, Jenny Ortega, no, you know. And I was still a little too old for that. Oh, that's my speed. So yeah, you know, Rudy Huxtable, I was, yeah, that's, it sounds weird saying it now, but you know. But anyway, uh, just like I say with that. So yeah, shout well, out, shout out these, to them. Yeah, good journey to these, these, uh, these women. I even though I'm not very, you know, not too familiar with them, you know, yeah, so we, thank, yeah. we thank them for their contributions. Yeah, to, and now Lisa Lauren actually play in a lot of B movies, eighty horror movies. Though I thought you would, and you huh. probably saw her in there. I, I didn't even hear about. I, I, she might have. She might have. I mean, judging from her adult picture, she does look a little familiar. Yeah, so but she might. She, have, you know, she has probably. some roles in this over there. Uh, another fun fact. I'm going to give you another fun fact out here. Also, I told I just learned like a couple weeks ago. Okay, so the narrator on the the Incredible Hulk's TV show, like the narrator, narrator. that was Lurch, the actor oh, to play Lurch in the Adams Family. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, so just a little trivia, that's all. Uh, now, like, now, like I said, we're going to move on to the actual meat of the podcast and jump into it. Eli, I'm going to let you start with this, but I think okay. I might finish. I, I know that sounds weird. Oh, I didn't tell you what we're talking about. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're talking about the Oscars. The Oscars oh. got nominated. Yeah, the Oscars uh, released their nominations this week. Uh, and people are, you know, upset about as as always, people are upset about the snubs that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted their movie to get in. Everybody was saying, Why wasn't my movie nominated? You know, a lot of people yeah. upset. There's no there's no women directors nominated. Some some actress got nominated out, out of nowhere and didn't nominate, you know, the women king and all this other shit. And you know, right. the people are like, What what the hell? Why, why ain't why ain't yeah. And, and black people said also, but Angela Bassett got nominated, so that's the one thing that stopped us from writing. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. other than that, um, you know, but yeah. But of course, horror fans are, uh, you know, have been horror Twitter, as I might say, has uh, been voicing their opinions about their disappointment. That wait, wait, horror... wait, wait, before before you get started, you're on Twitter. I. Kind of, sort of. I check, check it. You know, like you making an announcement or something? Okay. I'm there for the free porn, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then I find out about other shit, you know. <laughs> I'm here for the but, articles. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the horror fans are, are have been upset that there wasn't a lot of a whole, There was no horror movies nominated. Nothing in horror. Uh, Fangoria put out like a joke article this week, kind of clickbait. Big headline. All the horror movies, the Oscars, uh, you know, Oscar, you know, whatever. Uh, the Oscars, you know, honored all these horror movies. And then it's just a blank art. There's nothing, nothing written. You click on it, it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, th- there's been talk that, you know, a lot of, especially since 2022 was a big year for horror movies. A lot of horror movies got released. A lot of horror movies got released in the theaters. I think, um, Horror movies brought a lot of people back to the theaters. Box office numbers were up. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Science of the Lambs is the only horror movie. Well, and then Shape of Water, if you kind of want to sort of, you know, count that. I that was a like a love movie. story or something. I've never seen with it. The mo- with the monster. Yeah. It's a monster yeah. love story. Uh, horror elements, but I wouldn't call it a straight up horror movie. But, um, but yeah, um, Oscars don't really ever honor horror it's sort of a a, a disrespected genre um so yeah that, that's basically what they were saying they were saying mia goth got you know she got snubbed she got robbed she should have been recognized for her roles in pearl and x um uh barbarian they, th- they thought was another movie that should have been like at least recognized and of course they keep bringing up tony collette in hereditary she should have been honored, at least nominated for an Oscar because of her, her performance and Hereditary. Now, I will go on to record that say, I thought Hereditary sucked. That's just me. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I thought that movie sucked. Fuck Hereditary. That's just me. That's what I think. But but did Tony Collette give a good performance? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, um, but there's my thing. I didn't expect any of these horror movies to be nominated. I think, you know, I mean, I remember seeing an article that uh, the makers of Terrifier 2 submitted Terrifier 2 to be for their consideration. For, for your consideration, yeah. And, <laughs> and um, Florence Pugh. Sure, Midsummer didn't come out this year. No, it wasn't Midsummer. 
Oh, oh, you're saying she, she should have been nominated been, for Midsummer. I guess. Okay, sure, that's yeah. another movie. I just don't like that dude's movies. That's another movie. Yeah, fuck Midsummer. Yeah, I said it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, basically that the Oscars don't give horror respect. And um, especially with the Mia Goth thing. They're saying she's, you know, Mia Goth played two roles in X. She co-wrote the script for Pearl and played the lead in Pearl. Um, and that she should at least be nominated, at least some sort of recognition. Because if if there's any of the movies that I feel should be, are on that level of Oscar worthy, you know, uh, cinematic art, I think Pearl probably fits the bill. And it's layered with all these deeper themes. The cinematography is great. The acting is great. You know, it has all the it it it, it pokes fun at classical hollywood movies it makes references to you know sunset boulevard and wizard of oz and it's just it's just a sort of a parody of hollywood and the underlying theme of those movies is that hollywood does not respect horror movies that's what those movies are saying you know um but did i think they were going to get nominated no i had no like there's there was no qualms that i had that the Academy Awards are not going to nominate a movie about a porno set massacre. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there was no way. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, but yeah, I do feel horror is a legitimate genre. I mean, we've talked about it on here. I've broken down, you know, the subtext of slasher movies, of Texas Chainsaw, of po how Poltergeist is about you know, how America was built on slavery and genocide. I've, I've talked about the deeper themes, the political and social commentaries and how deep horror can go. I've said that. I, I do believe it's a legitimate art form. Horror movies, when done well, have a lot to say. Even the shitty ones, the, the shitty B-movie ones, usually they're poking fun at, you know, there's there used to be, yeah, there was they, a horror they, show. Well, Fangoria, they have a BET Awards too, Jake. Yeah. So, yeah, Fangoria every year has the Chainsaw Awards, and they and yeah. you can vote, and you can they stream they've been streaming on Shutter last few years. Everything Shutter was a thing. You can watch the Chainsaw Awards on on Shutter. There was that one. Was it the Scream Awards? Remember Spike TV? Remember oh yeah, Spike? Spike the Man Show yeah. and all those other yeah. shows. Yeah, Spike. They had the was it the Scream Awards? That was like a horror. They they celebrated horror and best. Co they had their comic book award. Uh, you know, on that show too. So yeah, there's the Rue Morgue, Bloody Disgusting, all those horror websites, they all have their polls every year, which is the best, who who do you think? But, but, but Fangoria, I believe is the biggest, you can go to Fangoria and like vote for all, you know, best horror movie, best actor, actress, best script, you know, and all there, you'll see Mia Goth and X and Barbarian and what have you, all not, you know, getting the horror, getting its due recognition from the fans. Um, so yeah, this is nothing new. I mean, yeah, Silence of the Lambs is like the only horror movie that's ever been that other ever won in a, a, a best picture Oscar. Um, and even that is kind of sort of more of a thriller, you know, um, it's more of a detective story. It, 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 it does follow an FBI agent solving these murder cases. So it's not yeah. a straight up slasher movie, even though it has slasher movie elements. Um, but I think for horror fans, they hold Silence of the Lambs in high regard because that is the one movie that legitimizes the genre. 
Yeah, it's and almost I, like like they don't nominate comedies either, but they nominated Birdman, but called it a comedy. You know, yeah, you know, or, or Woody Allen. They'll give Woody yeah. Allen a nomination. Right, like yeah, shit yeah. ain't funny. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I will go on the record and say, "Fuck Silence of the Lambs." I thought that movie. Was... <laughs> well, damn, man, is anything you you don't hate? <laughs> it's just pop horror. It's pop horror. You know, you know I me. Mean? I, I I'm way too metal for some of this. <laughs> I know, but it's still a good movie. I mean, I get it. It doesn't, you know. The tropes, I, never, I get that. I saw, but, you know. I saw Silence of the Lambs in the okay. Hey, what, 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 Eli, watch it again and don't watch it as a horror movie. That's the thing, you're expecting a horror movie, <laughs> you're putting it in a box. Well, yeah, because I saw the, I saw the Texas chair. I think, oh, he 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 cut off dude's face. Oh, they're not, it's not his house. And I didn't even read the books, you know. <laughs> so, no, I think Manhunter, the movie Manhunter, <laughs> is the best, the best Hannibal Lecter movie. You know, I agree. Best, that, that's the one know. before Silence of the Lamb, right? Yeah, that's the one yeah, that okay, Michael Mann yeah. made. The guy who did Miami Vice, you know. Um, yeah, I, that's like the best thing of Hannibal Lecter. That I, that's what I think. You know, again, I, I was I was never a big Silence of the Lambs fan. I never, I didn't really think that was a good. I wasn't into it. It was just wasn't. You know, I don't know. I'm just too brutal. You know, so Jake. I know we're losing you, but we appreciate <laughs> you listening. You know, <laughs> you know. I, I mean, yeah. hey. If 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 I have a choice between Silence of the Lambs and Deathgasm, I'm watching Deathgasm. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be honest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I got to choose between Hereditary or Deathgasm, I'm choosing Deathgasm. <laughs> <laughs> or The Lighthouse. But Deathgasm <laughs> never won an Oscar. That's the only thing. <laughs> and, and, and For I'm your glad. consideration, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, because it's just way some, you know, you're talking to a guy who listens to Grindcore that, is right. used to people not knowing what the fuck I like. <laughs> you know, I listen to shit no one's ever gonna hear <laughs> or like either. So, <laughs> um, and, and and that's that's kind of a whole point. I, I ain't gonna cut you off in like, but that's kind of a whole point is that the Oscars keep nominating shit that nobody watches. Yeah, yeah. I know you and watch nobody. Well, look at this. What what is this shit? What is all quiet on the rest of the front? What is the bachelors of? Insure whatever the fuck. I did. I uh, actually did see Banshees of Insuring. I did see. Oh, did you? That. Okay, it was good. It was good. Did, did you see Triangle of Sadness? I did not. I didn't see okay. Top Gun. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> or so they got all this shit on yeah. here, you know. But at the same time, Top Gun and Avatar, like we got to throw some poppy shit on there to get yeah. people watching some of it to make us seem like you know that we're cool and we're with it, you know. Because they can't do MCU, so they got to have some other shit on there, you know. So they got to have some some shit that. People have watched, so you got those two movies on there that probably have no chance of winning because they're going to give it to Triangle of Sadness, whatever the fuck on there. You just get people watching. But hold up, let's see what you got. Uh, everything, everything more than like a million. Uh, yeah, like I, that's a great movie. Yeah, and and that's the thing yeah. when movies do well. I know they used to when they used to get nominated or even win Oscars. They used to you know get more at the box office, get more get more revenue. Yeah, that may not be the case now because the thing is nobody watches the Oscars anymore. Yeah, like it's not a it's not a thing in pop culture. It it yeah. kind of came but and sometimes, went. Sometimes, sometimes they they get a movie right that like Coda last year. Coda's be- that is great. I think it deserves everything. That movie fucking had me weeping and shit. That was a great fucking movie, and I and I backed that winning Best Picture because it was great. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but then the year before that, like the Green Book, like really? Yeah, or something. Yeah, but most of the time, it's usually movies. What did uh, what's that movie? True Romance. It's 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 uh, unwatchable movies based on unreadable books. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, so, yeah. but that's the thing. Like I said, we talk about the Oscars. Like, okay, like you like Def Gasm, and I like this, but like that. The thing is that uh, the Oscars, the people that vote for the Oscars, are a specific demographic. Like, we can look. There's a difference between a good movie and an Oscar-worthy movie. You know, you can look at a movie and tell, like, oh, they're trying to win an Oscar. You know, yeah. uh, like that Will Smith Slade movie came out there. Oh, he's trying to win an Oscar. Is it good or not? Probably not. It probably sucked. But the thing is, it's a movie trying to win an Oscar. Yeah, and, certain, yeah, certain yeah. criteria they go for. They usually uh, go for yeah. Like I'm sorry, Jake. Not, not, not to even out Eli. My bad take. Fuck that movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't even seen it's, it because it's I another one of those. It's, it's another it's, one of those yeah. racism over movie. You know, yeah. <laughs> kumbaya. The white, guy you know. Up, the white guy sticks up for the darky and you know saves him from you know racist shit. And <laughs> another one of those movies. Like yes, okay. Let's see. Who is this? Uh, hey, what hey, up? Digs. Digger by the way seven. Digs by the way seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh i think you're the first time listening i've ever seen before who is it is that a cowboy uh, oh y'all y'all been lost sorry oh <laughs> uh, but what was i talking about yeah like i said they they nominate all these movies stuff like that nobody watches shit nobody watches the oscars that like it's not the oscars is not in the zeitgeist anymore people don't watch the last interesting thing that happened last 10 years the oscar was this <laughs> and i guarantee you and i guarantee you nobody saw that shit live <laughs> you no, heard about I- it on twitter Nobody saw it live. You heard about it on Twitter. You went, wait, wait, what? You Googled it online. You Googled it on YouTube. Maybe you went to the comic bullies and saw it. Let's talk about that night. Maybe, you know. But the thing is, you heard people talking about it, but nobody saw the shit live because it's not a thing. It's not in the zeitgeist. Uh, what do we got here? Boys, oh, what? Okay, Jake. We're going to have words. I mean, I, Forrest I, Gump I, was I, awesome. I, I, I like Forrest Gump, but do I think it was better than Pulp Fiction? No. Because <laughs> Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction was, was, that, that, was well, well, Pulp Fiction year. that year. Oh, yeah, that, that oh, was the nomination. Pulp Fiction that year. Oh, that was in the okay, year Pulp okay. Fiction was nominated. So, yeah. Forrest Gump was still awesome. Better than Pulp Fiction? No. I agree with you on that. <laughs> you know. But which one? Okay. But between Forrest Gump and Pulp Fiction, which more is Oscar worthy? Not which well, is better. Yeah. For which, people, which one checks the boxes? Yeah. Uh, Forrest Gump definitely checks the boxes. You know. Right. That's that's um, all. You know. Yeah. They're, Even though yeah. Pulp Fiction is a better movie. You know. Yeah. Cause, cause, th- let's look at the top ten list again. Okay, cause Eli, like I said, be, me and you, a couple years ago, well, you and I, couple, a uh, couple uh, weeks ago, made our own top ten list. Now, some of us, you know, some of our movies are on there, some of them are not, you know. But the thing is that, of course, the movies we didn't jo- go by. What do I think the Oscars like? No, we went by what we like. Yeah. And people like our list, and I honestly, I guarantee people like our list better than the Oscar list right here. <laughs> you know, try, you want to watch Sonic Two or Triangle Sadness? Which one you want? You know. <laughs> Uh, and now a lot of people are saying that one movie is a snub. Now, this movie was not a snub because both movie that was very high on both of our lists was RRR. Yes. Now, notice that RRR wasn't on the list. No. Now, bigger podcasts than us have been getting information wrong saying, oh, it's a snub and it's like that. Actually, RRR wasn't a snub. It wasn't submitted by the Indian government. That's why it's not on there. But they submitted something. They have a song nominated. That song is nominated. Because they nominated the song for that category. But okay. for Beck Picture, they didn't nominate RRR for, for, for Best Picture. That's why it's not there. Because if RRR was there and if it didn't win Best Picture, I'd be like, fuck the Oscars. I'm already like, fuck the Oscars, but I really wouldn't <laughs> like, fuck the Oscars then, you know. Oh, uh, Plus, the, another reason I don't give a shit about the Oscars or like these uppity critics with, you know, the thumb up the ass shit like that, because one of my favorite movies of all time, Friday, <laughs> never won an Oscar, you know. Uh, hell, most critics at the time gave it two <laughs> thumbs down. You know, but still an awesome movie. 
Eli, you can't say it's not an awesome movie. You can't say I Friday is an awesome movie. I saw that twice in the theaters. Okay, there you go. There you go. Jake, you better say it's an awesome movie. <laughs> so we all agree on it, even though we know it doesn't check the boxes on an Oscar movie you know, like that. Because at the end of the day, it's basically a stoner comedy. I mean, if you really want to talk about it. But oh, let's see what Jake got. Jake, you, you better give me some good, Jake. You better give me some good. Oh, uh, oh there you go, Jake. There you go. <laughs> Oh man! So, what year was Jake born? Like ninety five? <laughs> I mean, if Jen Ortega's his crush, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, he's in the Jen Ortega. Florence Pugh should have won an Oscar for fucking shitty ass Midsummer. How old are you, Jake? Are you like eighteen or something? <laughs> well, let, let's shut our old ass. Up. We're just old. This? We're just too fucking. Yeah, we're just old, old yeah. as fuck. That's all. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, that's my thing about that. So. Like I said, the Oscars do everything they can because they're clawing at ratings. Matter of fact, the year they gave they gave it to Black Panther that year because Disney threatened them to give it to Black Panther. They, because that same year, Zack Snyder won an Oscar for Justice League, <laughs> and nobody cared about that. But they, yes, he won an Oscar for Justice League. What, what, what for effects or something? Or no, for like for like best scene. Here's the thing: is is okay. They made up a, a category just for that shit it was fan voted because all you know the snyder bots came out of nowhere it was that scene at the end that, did you see the you didn't see snyder did you i saw it yeah i saw that you saw, did you see the end of it four hours what? the the one where joker came out or okay so you saw the end of it not that yeah. he didn't want to he didn't want to <laughs> oh, oh, oscar for that okay <laughs> he won an oscar for when flash reverse time went to the speed force and shit like that okay yeah, it was fan voted that that was the best scene out of others. I came, I think he, he won over in game or some shit like that. I can't remember what it, whatever it was. Zack Snyder that. won an Oscar that night, okay, for some bullshit. <laughs> you know? Wasn't Su- didn't Suicide Squad win some shit too? They did, and they actually or won legit. It was like best costume, costume or, or some shit. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. So, yeah. so, but the point is, they made up an award just to do it because they know that's what the fans want to see. I know, because every now and then the Oscars will nominate something groundbreaking. Yeah, Star Wars was nominated for Best Picture, you know. But Star Wars was a game changer at the time. It yeah. was, we didn't get, you know, 20 sci fi movies a year when Star yeah. Wars came out. Sci fi was pretty much a dead genre before Star Wars came out. And, right. They 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 they, they nominated it, it got nominated for a bunch of shit. It didn't win best picture, right? But uh, but it got nominated. I mean, like visual you know, effects, it was a game changer. Like you know, honestly, Rick, when when Star Wars came out, it took Hollywood ten years to catch up. Yeah, I mean, uh, before Rick Baker, I mean, they didn't have a special effects category until Rick Baker did American Werewolf in London. Yeah, it, it is nominated. It's yeah. not gonna win, yeah. but yeah. But here's the thing: two billion people watched that movie, so. You gotta have a movie in there to get people to watch. Yeah, and it, it's so. it's like Spielberg. Like, it, 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 there's like these certain directors that just get their shit nominated. Yeah, James Cameron's an Academy Award winning director, so when he makes a movie, it's usually you know same thing with Tarantino. As much as I like Tarantino, not all his movies should be nominated, but every movie is nominated for Best Picture. You yeah. know, and, and that's um, another thing we got to talk about. Also, that Spielberg the, the... too. Spielberg's got a that fable. I haven't seen it yet, but. It looks like it's an autobiography about his life. You know? Yeah, so what something kind like of that. And he got nominated. Jerk off thing is that? You know, <laughs> the, you know? The, the Oscars love that shit. Yeah, so, yeah. and 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 it, that's nominated. You know, so and that's why I think. Yeah, I think that's why Avatar is nominated. It's just because he's it's James Cameron. And, and, and that's another thing. Else. Like I said, the Oscars is also a boys' club. 
like if you're in the circle you got a chance to get nominated for instance like uh like adam sandler what's that movie uncut gems Mm-hmm. people saying he should have been maybe even won or maybe got nominated for him and the oscar straight up said we're not going to nominate adam sandler because he's adam sandler you know just the fact that he's there makes us look bad you know because they don't want to put adam sandler water boy and happy gilmore you know in that same category just because he's not in the cool kids table you know happy but gilmore. none of that should none of that should matter yeah happy gilmore you know better than silence of the lambs <laughs> debatable we're not gonna go there (laughs) (laughs) i had a smile on my face while i was watching happy gilmore okay that is true happy Happy gilmore was my shit i had jake if you haven't seen happy gilmore (laughs) go watch happy gilmore i love that movie (laughs) matter of fact matter of fact matter of fact i'll even say this happy gilmore might have the funniest scene in cinematic history that scene which one bob barker that's so that's funny i'm sorry when i was I thinking this, about I the was, kiss i was thinking about the dream or he's making out with grandma with the kiss out <laughs> oh that okay I, I see that but that bob barker scene when i, I was laughing my ass off the bob Barker. the price is wrong bitch you know you, you, anyway you eat pieces of shit for breakfast <laughs> that, shoot him again okay you you, 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 you swam me on it you swam me on it yes happy gilmore is better than signs of the lambs okay. uh happy gilmore is better uh okay kiss you all over uh, Eli Block Jake. <laughs> How oh hmm. That is that that is a debate. I don't know. I, I not a debate, not a debate. Friday's funny, but like I said, it's all subjective. It's all subjective, you know. Yeah. I did see Friday twice in the theater, but I didn't see Happy Gil- I only rented Happy Gilmore. Yeah, maybe I think they came out about the same time. Yeah. Yeah, close yeah, to I, each I other. might yeah. lean towards Friday. Yeah, I think I might end. Out of, and I'm giving this critical thought. I'm critical <laughs> thinking here. And I will say, I think Friday is better than Happy Gilmore. They're both great. <laughs> both great movies. Got to watch them. So, yeah. Uh, and that's another thing. Like I said, comedies never get nominated at Oscars either. Horror, comedy, none of that shit. Most sci-fi shit does, and fantasy doesn't get. I mean, you. I can't say that because Avatar got nominated. That's about as satisfying. Well, remember, get. like a few when when District Nine and like Matt, they, they were like trying to recognize genre filmmaking, and that's how Mad Max got nominated. And yeah, yeah, Shape Mad Max Water. came out of nowhere. I was like, yeah. man, but I yeah. mean, it honestly, it deserved it. I just yeah. thought it was just out of out of left field. It was like, yeah, man, I man. was like, okay. yeah, the, when it, that kind of sort of fits the criteria. I mean, know? if you think about it, yeah, you're like, okay, yeah, Mad Max. Is yeah. I mean, is I'm, what you're looking for, Oscar? Yeah, yeah. it's there. You know? Yeah, I mean, just the the level of filmmaking and the artistry on that movie, but also George Miller is an Oscar. He did Babe. You know, he he didn't just do Mad Max flicks. He does right. all kinds of movies. You know, but he's. I mean, I can't Mad remember Max. the rest. I can't remember yeah. the rest of the movies on that list. I just know that it was like Mad Max was by far my favorite on that list. Yeah. Even though I knew it wasn't going to win. Oh, yeah. They were yeah. going to give it some other bullshit. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord of the Rings. Uh, all three yeah. Lord of the Rings nominated. And that's the thing. I mean, like, and, they, and they should be. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was a, again, they're they're recognizing the level of effort. They shot these three movies back to back for, what, five years? But e- even yeah. Lord of the Rings in 2000, you didn't have this plethora of sci-fi and fantasy like you did. Yeah. And it's, it, like, it's not like it is now. Like, every time you turn around, it's some more shit like this. For me, Two Towers is the best out of the trilogy. But Return of the King won the Oscar. It's like it's okay, the best well, out of the trilogy. That's why I thought. I think Two Towers is the best. Even though Two Towers is awesome, but yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but but it's like okay, we're we're finally just gonna recognize 
to me, the Return of the King winning is just like them recognizing all three movies and the level of work that went. Because they shot them because it's really just one movie. Yeah, know? yeah. No. Yeah, so that's my thing. So and why are we talking about? I'm not even going to watch the Oscars this year. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we we, we we yeah we 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 cut Super Sons for that. <laughs> Right, just because <laughs> we're talking about Super Sons very briefly on there. But the reason I'm talking about that because even though the Oscars coming up, the reason I don't give a shit about the Oscars or any of these awards because the Grammys are next week, and I already know the bullshit they're gonna do for Best Rap Album of the Year is gonna be Jack Harlow. I already know <laughs> why because we already know. <laughs> and you talk about shit that I don't give a fuck about <laughs> that I've never. I don't watched. give a fuck about it either. Like, why is he even nominated for that bullshit? That's how we put it. You know, like, oh yeah, that's why. I think that's all we need to say before we get canceled. Let's let's move on. Man. Hold on, let's see what Jake got. Jake, you better not say Jack Harlow shit slaps. You better not. Say- <laughs> <laughs> it's where it said though. Oh, the Grammys are trash, but yeah. Um, right, can we move on to the next part of the podcast? I don't even know where we're going from this. Yeah. Okay. What do we have next? I don't even know. Oh, Oscar so horror movie. What is this? Oh, something brief, some small, some come quick. Okay. Uh, Teen Titans Doom Patrol, cancel. Why they? My 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 question is, why did either of them last that long as they did? You know, now Eli, yeah. you know me, you know me. I watch any bullshit DC puts out. You know, watch it from cover to cover, and I can get through either one of these shits. You know, uh, yeah, now I will I, say, I, I watched a little bit of Titans, and I couldn't hang. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying now, if I can't if I can't watch it, it sucks. I'm sorry. Now, the thing is, everybody's just using this as an excuse to shit on James Gunn. James Gunn is canceling all our TV shows. No, he didn't. He didn't cancel this shit. It was canceled before we even got there. And plus, nobody watched this. Nobody watched these shows. So what are you getting pissed off? Because I've he- I've never heard anybody talk about any of these shows like past the first episode of what they did. Nobody said anything about season three. They had the Under the Red Hood storyline on there. Nobody gave a fuck. You know, really? uh, on the- Titans? Yes, Jason yeah. Todd killed by the Joker came back to Red Hood. Whole thing, nobody was, cared. Was Joker on the show? I don't know. Maybe I stopped watching. Oh, <laughs> <by the end. laughs> they showed they showed him like actually, kind of, but no. Uh, don't blame James Gunn. He had nothing to do with it. Exactly, James Gunn didn't do that. Just using this as an excuse to just shit on James Gunn, just because these Snyder bots out here just using any excuse to just just go after him. Like y'all don't have to make up reasons to go after the guy. He's going to give you enough ammo to, to get him with. You don't have to make up shit. Just relax. Calm down. You know. Oh, uh, what does I want to say about this? It was something else I want to say about Teen Titans. Uh, okay, so as far as, I'm going to just give brief reviews about it. As far as Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol was okay at first. Just weird as fuck. So that's why I can't recommend it to anybody. Because the further it went on, it got like really weird. But some weird was good. For instance, they had Flex Mentalo on, on season uh, season one. And he has these re- reality warping powers, where he, but when he flexes muscle. So when he was supposed to do something to be the bad guy, he flexed the wrong muscle and made everybody on the team orgasm for some reason. <laughs> I know. heard about that. Yeah. But the funny thing was in season two, when Elastigirl saw him again, and she was like, uh, Flex Mentalo, remember that power you did in season one? Uh, would you mind coming upstairs with me and show me the power again? I was like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> so they did shit like that. That was pretty funny, you know. But then the show gets started getting so weird. It's like I can't really recommend anybody. And sometimes it's just like they're just kind of just trying to top themselves over again. 
like shit like i'm not going to tell you the weird shit they did on the show as far as titans titans suck from beginning to end from episode one to whatever episode they're on right now suck i i don't care the show just suck just beginning to end it i'm gonna tell you how bad the show suck eli can you tell me who this guy is is that was that bruce wayne yes that is yeah. bruce wayne mm-hmm. no, i did worst. watch i, I tried I gave Titans a whirl, and yeah, uh, I so couldn't hang. That, that's when you was like, "Fuck it, yeah, I'm out." Yeah, I couldn't hang with him. <laughs> because his thing, this isn't old man Bruce, even though he's an old man. He's still Batman. He's Batman, and so he ain't retired, nothing like that. He's still being Batman. So just like that's the worst Bruce Wayne ever. And the thing is, the show didn't know if it wanted to be in the Snyderverse or want to be CW. So it was like a weird mixture of sight. It's like if CW. Yeah. And the Snyderverse had a baby. It was CW with swearing. That's all it was. Like, what is this? Yeah. yeah. Is this based on the Teen Titans? Uh, More weird than Legends? Yes. Yes. W- Legends was kooky. Legends was goofy. Titans was weird. Titans was just like, what? Or Doom Patrol. Um, Doom Patrol. That's what I have to say. Doom Patrol was just weird. Like, what the fuck is happening? Legends was just goofy. They just did goofy shit. But it was, you know. Kind of like that. So that's my thing. And, and Doom Patrol has swearing on it too like that, but it didn't go overboard like, you know, fuck Batman. You know, shit like, like why? You know, it was just such a weird show, man. I, I, like Titans, it, it didn't understand what it wanted to be. Both of these shows outlived their usefulness. They were only designed yeah. to just be on DC Universe, which is a platform that outlived its usefulness. Well, when, and, when, 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 when Jason Todd looks like a male porn star. And that's who was Red Hood. <laughs> That's yeah. who was Red Hood. It was yeah. like, like, man, I'll fuck this Jason Todd. <laughs> <laughs> like, this everything about this show is just wrong. Why? Yeah. <laughs> they were, they they were uh, actually adapting Titans episode, like Titans, like storylines for the comics, just fucking them up. Just like stop, just put the both of these shows out of misery. They they just that's all I gotta say about that. So yeah. Stop Again, blaming James we, Gunn we, for this. We cut Super Sons to talk about this. <laughs> yes, because I, I just wanted to bitch about both of these shows, man. That's why. Okay. That being said, let's let's get to it. You want to talk about? Let's talk about Super Sons. Super Sons. Okay. Awesome. Oh, oh it's watch. on. Yeah, it's yeah. It is. It's awesome. It's great. It's awesome. That's what is. What is got to talk about? It's on HBO Max right now. Go watch. Go watch it. it. Go watch it before you watch either these shits. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. That's. Talk about Super Sons. Okay, cool. My favorite part, <laughs> I knocked out Batman with one punch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so next thing I want to talk about is uh, Shazam 2. I did not want to talk about Shazam 2 until this morning when this dumbass <laughs> did some shit. D- All I can say is that DC is going to DC every single time. Because honestly, Shazam 2, I saw the trailer. I didn't give a shit. I saw the Shazam trailer 1, didn't give a shit. Because the thing is, why does Shazam 2 even exist if he's not fighting The Rock? Why is this, why are you even making this movie? You know, And we all know that The Rock turned down the movie. Rock didn't want to be in the movie. He don't even want to be associated with uh, Shazam. He only plays for the big leagues and shit like that. They didn't even have Mr. Mind in the trailer. He's fighting a bunch of old ladies in the movie. Shout out to Lucy Lou, But he's fighting old ladies in the movie. Like, why... Why are we excited for this shit? You know, which honestly nobody is. You know, and especially it looked, since it we already like know. Loki every- show to me. I was like, is this Loki show? 
Probably so. It's like it just wants to be another. It wants to be another MCU movie. But we already know everybody's going to be fired after this. Sh- after this movie is done anyway. So it's like, why are we even excited for this one? You know. Um, hold up. Let's see what we got. Uh, y'all seen the episode of Velma yet, Eli? Oh yeah, yeah. I watched the whole episode. I, wa- I watched every every episode so far. Like I said, I don't hate it. It's not you know the worst thing in the world. It's bad. It's not the worst thing in the world. Uh. Back to back to Zam. So the reason we're talking about this is because even though it looks terrible, even though we know everybody's going to get fired, why are we talking about this? Because Zachary Levi today put out this tweet, and it's always a tweet that fucks you up. <laughs> so shit. they, yeah. So they asked him, "What did he think about Pfizer? Is it the real names of the world?" Hardcore agree. So that's all he had to say for the internet to go crazy and label him as an anti-vaxer. So now that he's labeled as an anti-vaxxer, Zachary Levi is canceled. Is he an anti-vaxxer, though? Well, that's the thing. We don't know. This yeah. is all he put out. He just said Pfizer, you know, is, is a danger to the world. Because so Pfizer is, is a... Is a company. Uh, is a, a corporation. Company, a corporation right. that deals with medical technology and bio right. experimentation. More, more than just a vaccine, right. And yeah. they have been sued for fraud in the past which is the reason why people were freaked out about the fucking vax now i'm not don't, anti-vax don't, don't got, get canceled eli don't I get canceled say, Dude, I'm, I'm, i just i gotta got i gotta put up, i gotta put up a disclaimer no. the the views of eli does not yeah, reflect I, don't give a fuck, fuck, I got four vaccines <laughs> motherfuckers i just got my fourth fucking vax booster so i ain't anti-vax fuck it. in fact I signed up to be a volunteer when they were making the vax. I didn't get chosen, but I was like, oh, you're going to make a COVID vax shit? Yeah, give it to me because I believe in science. So fuck y'all. Fuck the internet. <laughs> fuck Zachary Levi. <laughs> yeah, fuck Zachary Levi. I'm just saying, you know, some companies are do shady shit. Is he a vax? Anti- I don't know if he's an anti-vaxxer or not. Well, but, that's um, the thing. It's a very yeah. vague tweet. Yeah. So he may be just anti-Pfizer, you know. Yeah. But the internet gonna internet. With the internet. It's the fucking internet. It's, it's the internet. Yeah. So they see that tweet yeah. the and hunt. they just go, yeah, anti-vax. He's anti-vax. Yeah. That's it. He's canceled. Get him out of here. So you yeah. got people saying, well, I'm gonna boycott this movie now. You weren't gonna see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna see it now. You know, just because of that. They saying they. You know what? Make I'm it. gonna see it now. No. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a piss off. Uh, they want him to put out a public apology. They want I'm him a, to put I'm out a tweet statement. That. I can't wait to see the Shazam two movie. Now you got. Now you gonna get us canceled, lad. <laughs> like we haven't said worse shit on here before, but yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, respect couple. <laughs> the only one. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's my thing about that. So people are super pissed about him right now. And the thing is, here's my thing. Okay. Here's a very vague tweet. And maybe he is just talking about, you know, fuck Visor, you know, not anti-vax. But it is the worst possible time to put out this tweet because we know how the internet is. Don't fumble the bag. Don't don't pull a Gina Carano. <laughs> don't do that. Just this is pretty wait. stupid. Yeah, it's like yes. a month away. It's a month it's away. It's like a you know? yeah. way. Like, if you're going to say stupid shit like this, wait for the movie to come out. Oh, then just, just say whatever you want. stupid shit on the internet. Just say That's it in all. Yes. <laughs> just don't say anything. Don't just, say anything. <laughs> just say my movie is coming out a month. That's it. That's yeah. all you have to say. That's it. That's how that's how it used to be. <laughs> that's how Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's all he did. Go see my movie. That's it. <laughs> that's all he, he didn't said. get all this bullshit about the anti-vax yeah. and all this stuff like that. He just said, "See my movie." That's it. 
but no Zachary Levi wants to come out here and say some dumb shit right before the movie comes out. Now, like I said, is he right? Is he wrong? But the thing is, the, the tweet is so vague, we don't know what to make of it, but people are going to make what they want to make of it anyway. Yeah, it does It does seem a little... Well, yeah, that's the first thing that comes up. Oh, he's 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 anti Right, because, he, he act- because the tweet... Yeah. Because the tweet is so ambiguous, it leaves yeah. room for that, which you should know that when you make that tweet like that, people are going to speculate and, th- and say things like this. So, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, without, they're, they're going to critically think, but critically think the wrong way instead of saying, right. oh, what <laughs> put does way he too much thought mean? in the right. way too, What does he actually mean by it instead of going, what? <laughs> He's a fucking, oh, fuck him. Yeah, because that, you know, <laughs> they can think, but just not enough. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah oh yeah. man so shazam 2 we didn't even talk about the trailer but fuck it Go ahead. well yeah it's 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 like it's it's yeah but it's like I, it I wouldn't just, be a dc movie without the main actor fucking up that's I all just i'm saw saying black it's, adam so i don't think i need to see shazam <laughs> right i mean i wasn't excited for it you know shit i ain't even excited for ant-man <laughs> <laughs> well, Eli, we're supposed to be. Kaboom. We're supposed. To, no, 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 Eli, we're supposed to be. We're supposed people to have be. Been, people want us to do a cane tutorial on them. Oh, on Ant Man. Yes, we're supposed to be so excited about Kang and Ant Man and Modok and whatever. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, that, I, I bought the Kang figure back in the day. I had a Kang figure. <sighs> y'all don't want. Here's the thing. Y'all really don't want me. To do a Kang tutorial one on one, I'm not gonna do some IGN bullshit. I know shit about Kang that would be like what, but I'm not gonna say it on this show. He'll be on Joe Rogan's. Oh, That's that, what one of the I, tweets said. That's I, what the tweet said. Yeah, oh, not not you, oh, Eli. Oh, Zachary, Zachary Eli. Eli. Or me? I was gonna say, I'm too stupid to be on. Joe <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. Eli won't be here. He'd be on Joe Rogan. Like what the hell? <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, that's my thing. So, oh, just a lot of dumb shit, man. Let's see, let's see. Uh, I want to break down Ant Man and what it stands for. Country. <laughs> what is the significance of the Ant Man exactly? Yeah. <laughs> Oscar contender. His all name. I know is all I know is he used to beat his old lady. That's all I know. <laughs> but they left that out. They, they left, left that, that out. out. We, uh-huh. That's the thing. You see, know, y'all see, don't want us to do an Ant Man tutorial. Yeah, man. See, I'm, you y'all want to be woke? No, I'm woke. I'm bored for right. Ant-Man just for that shit. I don't support <laughs> domestic abuse. Fuck exactly. Y'all. We Fuck are not going to see. Sh- we're not going to see Ant-Man, but we will see Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Remember when this show used to be talking about action comics? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. So what are we talking about? You know what? Let's move to the next part of podcast. I want. Yeah. I still. I, I still want to talk about Super Sons. <laughs> Okay, let's go back to Super Sun. So, okay. Super Sun. What, no, we what, don't what, have what? to. Okay. Oh, Super Sun is awesome. Everybody go it watch is. Super Sun. Watch yeah. Super Sun. <laughs> oh, man. All right, moving on. Like I said, if you listen this long, uh, we're not about talking about comic books. The comic bullies, we're talking about comic books. And we're going to start off with it. We have a lengthy, girthy section. Meaty. Throbbing. <laughs> oh shit! I, I, I forgot. I totally forgot to save uh, images. So fuck it. You know, okay. no images. Well, no, I, you don't get the it, PowerPoint. It's okay, Eli. Theater of the mind. Yes, yes. We're yeah, gonna make yeah. everybody close their eyes while you review the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go to your yeah. happy place. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! 
is. So what book should we do first? First book we're going to do first. First book we're going to do is uh, Sins of the Sinister? Okay. Sins of Sinister? You're going first? Okay. Oh, yeah, you usually go first. I'm going to go first. Fuck it. No, yeah, you go first. Okay. Now, you did read this, right? I did read this. Okay. All right. So you read this. So you can <laughs> help me out with this because here's the thing. We're going to we're gonna go deep into this book. There's some stuff I saw that I'm just like, wait a minute, that I have a feeling no other comic book reviewer is going to do or even scared to do. That's why you're doing it, man, because this is there's a lot of shit. Out. This is just crazy book. Crazy ass book. <laughs> it's a crazy ass book. So, okay. Uh I'm I'm gonna just leave and let you and Jake just have y'all one on one session. But say? yeah. Oh, he's oh, oh he didn't see. <laughs> Let me pull it back. DM me, yo. Yo, DM me. <laughs> Cost money though. Cost, I don't I don't I charge. It ain't for free. Exactly. No nah nah without the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what are we talking about? Um oh Cliff, Cliff, where are you? I know you're not here, Cliff, but I know you see us. Oh, come on! It was Ed oh, here. Is, he, is Cliff Cl listening? Cl Cliff is listening, but he just DMs me, so he's here, but he's not here. Oh, shout is out he, to Cliff. Is he is he mad about the football game or something? No, he doesn't. Uh, I think he is. Yes, but not anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, Egghead egg was no. Okay, I wish I could put this comment up. Okay, so Cliff is saying Egghead was controlling Pim. Wrong. Egghead was not controlling Pim. Is I he read talking that comic about Ant-Man? Is he talking about Yes, we're talking about Ant-Man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to clue everybody <laughs> in on the conversation. He's talking about Ant-Man. We're going to do an Ant-Man tutorial right now, one-on-one. Let's go for it. Okay. Why did Hank Pym beat his wife? Let's just go for it. Let's go for it. Y'all want a tutorial? We're going to give you a fucking tutorial. Let's go. Why did Ant-Man beat his wife? Ant-Man beat his wife because he was an asshole. That's why I beat his wife. It wasn't a scroll. It wasn't because of Egghead. It wasn't because of Kane the Conqueror, mind controlling him. He was an asshole. He was a small dick asshole that couldn't get it up to fuck his wife. That's why. And yes, that's in the comic. <laughs> You're so... What are we going with this now? Didn't, what, and, didn't some shit happen like at the cemetery too? What cemetery? Oh. Somebody's Cliff. grave. Oh, I'm talking about in, about in the Ant Man comics and shit. At the grave, I don't remember that. That, but I do remember. Oh, <laughs> Cliff just said he triggered me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go back to what we were talking about. Anyway, oh. Uh, anyway. Sins of the Sinister. That's what we're talking about. Sins of the Sinister. We're going to talk about this book. Oh, now, oh, shit. Get out of here. Now, for those that caught up with the book last time, uh, this was in the Immortal X-Men number 10 when it's revealed that Professor X was secretly a Sinister clone. Now, let's go on back and see what's actually going on with the rest of this book. So, they they try to catch up with the rest of the book. Oh, uh, and it actually opens up with the beginning of Jonathan Hickman's X-Men run, where it shows, you know, Mr. Sinister, where we actually showed uh, Professor X at first, but now it shows Mr. Sinister. He's like, to me, my me's. And, and it's just a whole bunch of Cyclops. He has like this weird infatuation with Cyclops for some reason. I, I don't <laughs> know why, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, we get into it and we basically talk about, uh, then they fast forward. So, oh, and the beginning of the book was actually 10 years in the future. You know, this is showing now, basically showing the last issue, what happened when, you know, Sinister got absorbed into Krakoa, whatever like that. And they show Professor X, he has a diamond on his head. And then he gets approached by Emma Frost, who sees the diamond on his head. And it turns out she has a diamond also. She is also a Sinister clone. 
And that's when you see Exodus and Hope show up and see them. They also sense the clones. So everybody that he killed in the Quiet Castle in Immortal X-Men, the last issue, he replaced with clones. So now he controls the client quiet council and what they're doing, they're going to pretend like they're normal and put on this, like this dog and pony show, but they're really reacting or acting out Sinister's plan. And what is his plan? He's wants to give the mutant gene of immortality to everybody, humans, mutants, whatever. Everybody can get the gene. I'm going to come back to that in a second. And they're basically pretending like they arguing, but they're not really arguing. They're really all on the same page. Uh, you know, Exodus is like, Oh, I would never. We should never give the humans our our you know mutant gene. And Hope is like, well, what if I said it's okay? We're like, well, I changed my mind then because Hope said it's okay, you know. Uh, and basically, you know, they all on board. I mean, they just say, how do they do it? Well, we're gonna get Forge to replace Mister Sinister because Forge can do it, you know. And like Forge would never do something like that. Oh, we'll convince him, you know. Uh, meanwhile, we go back to a year. This is fast forward to a year. We have Benny Urich. Yurik, what's his name? Yurik, 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 Ben Yurik. Okay, he's meeting with J. Jonah Jameson in some kind of like secluded area because he's gonna he's trying to sell him a story, you know. And so, and he pulls out this needle, and he basically uh tells J. Jonah, "I gotta I gotta poke you with this needle to make sure you you." He's like, "No, don't do that." So he stabs him, you know, with the needle or pokes him with the needle, and he realized, "Okay, cool, you're you." Okay, so here's the thing: what he's trying to tell him is that this, and I'm gonna just say it, this vaccine. Because I'm a, I gotta say it, <laughs> and that's the hidden thing I think what they're trying to say in this book that they're trying to keep in there. Um, they're trying to say that Ben Urich is saying that the X Men basically offered the vaccine to everybody for you know to be immortal, but in the vaccine they slipped something in there, and I'm trying to uncover this conspiracy. And Jay Jones is like, "Do you have proof?" He's like, "Of course I have proof," and that's when Jay Jones is just like, "Well, guess what." You're actually right, but it doesn't matter. So he is a sinister clone also. He's already been replaced, and he brings in a whole other sinister clone. He tells him, so guess what, Ben? Your last story is going to be you prove right about everything that you're thinking about the vaccine, but guess what? It won't matter. So he's gone. So uh, there we go. So we back to, uh, I guess we're still a year later, and we got Forge, you know, making some kind of orbital cannon. And what is he doing with this orbital cannon? He's going to kill Krakoa. Boom, Krakoa's dead. We're not really dead, but like some kind of drooling vegetable, stuff like that. And and Cypher is just like, uh, Krakoa, what happened? And that's when Wolverine, who's also a sinister clone, kills him because he's like the biggest threat to them right now. You know, So he's out of there. And they do not resurrect him. Meanwhile, Emma Frost tells the world, because they gave the humans the vaccine also, they're like, well, Krakoa's dead, and Krakoa had our backup of everybody in there. So even though we have backups of mutants, we can no longer give the uh, immortality to humans. Sorry. And guess what? Orcus attacked us, even though they really attacked themselves. They blame it on Orcus. So we're going to go attack Orcus. And if anybody else wants to help us attack Orcus, feel free to come. And of course they do. And that's when the Avengers help them out attacking Orcus. And they just, you know, blaze through and shit like that. So they attack them. Um, and that's when Nimrod is just like, okay, I'm about to. So Nimrod, the same guy that in pretty much every future has killed the X-Men single-handedly has to go up against the X-Men, the Avengers and the Fantastic Four. And that's when, uh, Iron Man is like saying corny shit to him and fan and Mr. Reed's Mr. Fantastic and Forge is like, Tony, will you shut the fuck up? We try to plant the virus in him right now and kill him. So they plant the virus in him. He's dead. 
and the Avengers pretty much take out Orcus. And they're just like, well, what do we do now? Well, we can't save the people that already died, but we can make backups of people that are still here. But the thing is, they don't want to take the vaccine because they don't trust us. But Avengers, what if you convince them to take it for us? Because they trust you. And Avengers like, you know what? We'll do it. And they're basically Avengers are the first ones to take the vaccine, you know. So fast forward a little bit later and Forge frees Mr. Sinister. He's free now. And he's basically just like, okay, so my plan is in motion. Everybody's doing what they're going to do. Y'all handle it. Bye. And he leaves. And he lets them handle it. So he goes to his Memorial Island because he had, basically he made an AI backup of Moria Mataggart so he can predict the future and predict how things are going to go. So he just sits there and stays in Moria Island for the rest of the time and he doesn't go anywhere. So, so here's the thing about Mr. Sinister. The reason what he's been doing is that anytime they make clones and resurrect people, Mr. Sinister hands them the DNA to the five for the five to, you know, clone everybody. But the thing is, Mr. Sinister has been slipping in tampered DNA of every clone he sent to kind of tamper with them. But the thing is, Hope has subconsciously rewritten everything he did. So that's why none of his clone shit worked before. So, he know, the only way to really take over, he got to take her out. But if you take her out, other people are going to come for us. You got to take like a bunch of them at one time and replace them all at one time for his plan to really work. So now that Hope has been replaced and Professor X has been replaced, everybody's replaced, he's just chilling. He's going to sit here for the next five years and let his plan work out. So while he's doing that, he already predicted that Thanos was coming. So what they did, they mind-controlled Juggernaut, shrunk him to the size of a bullet, shot him at Thanos, and blew his brains out. And he flew so fast that Juggernaut actually shot into space, and he just left him out there. So, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Namor has also been corrupted also. How did he get corrupted? Uh, when he had sex with Emma Frost, she killed him in his sleep. That's how. So when Dr. Doom tried to recruit him, he stabbed Dr. Doom because he was really working for Mr. Sinister the whole time. So meanwhile, a Doom bot is really out there saying he's really Doom and he's working with whatever's left of Orcus. The Eternals were killed by, um, what's the dude's name? Thanos' uncle or granddad. He was killed by them. Uh, the Fantastic Four were killed by Ben Grimm, who, who became a, a Mr. Sinister clone. And he turned everybody else into Thing monsters too before he killed them. Uh, meanwhile, the Avengers, since they'd already been replaced by Mr. Sinister clones, they assassinated the president at the time. I guess Joe Biden, maybe, maybe somebody else. I don't know. It's like that. They assassinated Joe Biden and took over. So the X Men killed the Avengers, and the X Men became Earth's Mightiest Heroes. So now the plan is working. So meanwhile, Storm is, is like this. Five years later, Storm is just like, okay, here's the thing, y'all. I have a problem with this plan we've been doing so far. It's like really screwed up. And Professor X is like, what's the problem with the plan, the storm? You're like, well, for one thing, who the hell is this? This isn't Nightcrawler. <laughs> Where's my friend? What did you do to him? And that's when Mr. Sinister shows up and she's like, well, I got Nightcrawler right here. His genes went out of control, so I don't know what happened to him. Meanwhile, I replaced him with this clone that just raised his hand anytime I want him to. Uh, so I let him do that. But since you don't want that, I'm going to just sit Nightcrawler right here and just let him do what he wants to. And Storm is like, Mr. Sinister, what the hell are you doing here? Didn't we trap you in the middle of the bottom of Krakoa like years ago? You're like, yeah, I, I got out. So, yeah. So since, and here's the thing, the reason Storm didn't get mind control like the rest of them is because she deleted her resurrection protocols. She's like, I don't want to be reborn. When I die, I die. That's it. So her and Magneto did that when they went to Mars. Magneto's dead. He died in the, in the battle with the Eternals. 
Meanwhile, Storm is still there. And since they can't resurrect her, they can't they can't mind control her. So they try to use Professor X and Emma Frost to just telepathically mind control her. But the thing is, she had already got some kind of safe blocks in her from some mutant from Araco from Mars. So they can't even mind control her. So she just like does it like this typhoon storm and just cuts out of there. She's like, I'm out of here. Y'all gone. And she shows later up in Peru and she's like, okay, if y'all want to fight, let's fight. And then she sees Destiny and Mystique back there. And Storm is like, how did you know I was going to be here? And she's like, oh, you're Destiny. Never mind. Okay. And she's just like, well, what if we team up? And I'm pretty sure this is how we set the, sow the seeds for how Storm becomes the leader of the Brotherhood of Mutants. Because of the X-Men are evil, she's on the other side of them. So that's pretty cool. Um, meanwhile, Mr. Sinister is just like, well, since Storm cut out of here, it's a seat open for the Quiet Council. I nominate myself as a spot. So he now he's back on the Quiet Council. Meanwhile, Sebastian Saw takes over Hell. They make a deal with Hell, and while they take over a deal with Hell, they make a deal with uh Surtur in Muscleheim, and the X Men calls Ragnarok. That way, it's none of the Asgard's as Thor can come after them. You know. Oh, and no more Wanda, just to be on the safe side. You know. Uh, who else they kill? So he makes remakes the X Men also, but that's when he starts splicing DA to make them all kind of weird X Men. But the chemicals he use them are so toxic, they poison the Eastern Seaboard. You know. Um, and meanwhile, oh, and they also blow up Mars just to try to kill Storm, which they don't kill Storm. She gets away anyway. But everybody else on Mars is dead. Uh, meanwhile, you got a Nightcrawler Spider Man hybrid. And Mr. Sinis just walking around seeing his, his handiwork just there. And he sees everybody standing in line to take the vaccine. Meanwhile, Foggy Nelson just like, don't take the vaccine. There's a chemical plant in Westchester that is poisoning all of us. By the time you get the vaccine and you become immortal, you're going to die so fast, going to have to redo you anyway. And that's when Spider-Man snaps up Foggy Nelson, takes him out of there and let's go. And Mr. Sinis just tells everybody that, uh, yeah, I'm not even mind controlling everybody. They want to take the vaccine to be mind control, and see, and yeah, and that's why I don't think much of humans because <laughs> they're dumb as hell, you know. So, uh, and that's when they have this another meeting there, and they're basically saying that because we blew up Mars, the Shi'ar coming after us, and some other bad guy and other space people are coming after us also to specifically wipe us out. So that's when Mister Sinister just like he takes a vote and realizing that some of the X Men that he mind control are not kind of rebelling against him. They're starting to think, have free will because he gave him too much free will when he cloned him. He's like, well, fuck this. I'm going to just blow up this world and just reset the timeline to start over again. At least I know what not to do next time. So he goes there. He tries to teleport back to Mirror Island. His teleport machine messed up. So he actually has to physically go there. And when he goes there to his machine that's supposed to, you know, reboot the universe, somebody stole it. So he's stuck there in this fucked up timeline. The end. So yeah, and it's supposed to be showing from ten years later to a hundred years later to a thousand years later, and yeah, that's the thing. So, my question about this book: Is this book an anti-vax book? That's my question. I think it kind of is. I think it is, or at least it's asking the question. Because the whole thing is about the X-Men slipping shit in there, which is, any conspiracy theory about the anti-vax is the same shit they say. All these people like this. So I'm thinking, I'm not saying that what he, the writer is anti-vax. I'm thinking he's planting some seeds in there in his story. There you go. But Are you, you ready? Would you, 
You say what now? Are you going to continue reading this event? I think I might. Here's the thing. That's another thing that's reminded me of this book also. This book is giving me a lot of vibes of Age of Apocalypse. It's reminded me of that. Uh, there was some shit that actually made me quit reading X-Men comics in the 90s, where, you know, this alternate future that's so fucked up and the mutants got to figure stuff out. Like, I think Mr. Sinister is just stuck in some weird timeline, and that's the timeline he just stuck in. And, of course, it'll get rebooted and find whatever like that. So I'm pretty sure everything that happens in this book will have no repercussions going forward. Or or anything House of that. M. It's like another House of M. Same thing. Alternate universe elsewhere thing. It, it's, it's that. It's that all over again. And cool i guess but i'm not gonna read every book in it i'll just read some books in it but i'm curious about the story i'll i'll stick with it yeah, I th- I was honestly little... i think that's i think they're starting to wrap up the whole kakora thing though yeah i was a little curious like that's why i read it and i was like damn they're cramming a bunch of shit because i thought this was only going to be like a limited mini series just on sinister but then i right. oh it's a huge event and it seems like they're gonna go like it's gonna have all these. T- it seems like all the books, all the X Men books, are gonna be about. Yeah, then it would be like Age of Apocalypse, where it's just everything yeah. tied into this story. Right, just one like, central thing. And then like I, then I got kind of exhausted. Like, oh, really? Well, here's his thing. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think the majority of those books are gonna be filler. Yeah, I think they're gonna be just nonsense, just throw away with like that. I think there will be like this story and like the story at the end. They'll be the main story, but everything else is gonna be just filler. Because yeah. also they're saying at the end, because in Hickman's run, they're basically saying like like robots from the from space came down and, and killed everybody and took over. And basically saying in this storyline, that's gonna happen also, and that's why we'll go a thousand years in the future. So well, he's kind of like he's basically a, yeah, kind of like acting, he's kind of like Scarlet Witch, where he he took Moria's power of resurrection and then made all these save points in history so he can go back. And right, redo that, oh, that, that was his shit. plan. Yeah. That was his plan yeah. to do, yeah. yeah. And that, so that, and this is carries over from because I was reading Hellions, and Hellion yeah. he, Sinister was like a big part of that Hellions run. And I can see what you know, he was he's always been planning some shit, you know, and he was doing shady shit even in the Hellions book. So that that's why I was intrigued about this story. But if it's going to be this long, drawn out, year long event, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. It probably like three months. Three months and it'll be over. With, so yeah, yeah. I don't think it's gonna be a whole thing. But I honestly, I think, I think that they're about to wrap up this whole core thing. I mean, it seemed like yeah, they were making reference to the was it X of Swords and Powers of X and or Ten yeah. or whatever, the, whatever the fuck. Yeah, X of Swords, not X of Swords. House of X. No, it was House... Ten of Swords. House of. No, we're, we're thinking of the sword. That was that tournament, right? The sword. The, the tournament, six... yeah. But they call I'm it think... Ten. Of... Yeah. I'm talking about when wasn't it called House of X? When Hickman first took over, House of yes. X, Powers of House X? of X, and Powers of X. Yeah. No, yeah. House of X, Powers of Ten. Ten, Powers of Ten. Yeah. Even though it had an X. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was it's a difference. Because this yeah. wasn't this like this was ten, and then in this book, it was like ten years for Sinister to do all this shit. Right, because that was his ten year timeline, you yeah. know. And basically, he was doing the same thing Moria did. Yeah. Because yeah. he was he was about to reboot the universe himself before somebody stole the machine. So yeah. Yeah. Now who stole it? Who knows? Yeah. Tune in to find out. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, but I'll I stick with it. I'll stick with it. Yeah. Who knows? Well, at I least might. for now. I, don't I know. might. Yeah. So uh yeah, what you got next? Well, since we're on Marvel, I'll do the Marvel book. I'll get this out the way real quick. 
I'll just do this Yoda number three, the okay. the, the little Yoda Yoda solo solo book. Um, so yeah, this is just a uh, Yoda back, you know, before the clone, or was it during the clone wars? It's back, you know, when the Jedi, you know, were in high power, the height of Jedi power. Um, Yoda gets sent to uh, this planet. This village is being attacked by these like marauding bandit barbarians. Um, Yoda basically helps them defend themselves. Um, in one of the battles, one of the 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 you know warriors, the he was a kid. He was he was a younger kid at the time. He ends up killing in cold blood one of the marauders, and sort of and uh, Yoda kind of chastises him for it. It's like you did not you need to do that. You know you you didn't need to kill him and shit. And then Yoda ends up leaving. And so in this book, it's like ten years later or something like that. It's years later. Um, that kid who killed that barbarian in that battle is now revered by that village. He's like, you know, uh, you know, he's considered like the hero of the village because he killed the enemy and shit. Um, and his little nephew, I, he, his nephew really looks up to him. Like my uncle is this big warrior. He's just this total badass. Um, and also issued in an era of peace between that village and those barbarians. So the barbarians haven't attacked in 10 years. Um, so they get word that the barbarians are fishing in their lake or something. So that like triggers the, the kids like, Hey, those barbarians are f fishing in the lake again. We got to go attack them. And the, the uncle's like, no, don't leave them alone. You know, but the kids don't listen. It's like, no, we're a tribe of warriors and blah, 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 blah. We're, we got to go and, you know, defend our village and shit. And, they end up going off. They go up, they go out, and they end up kidnapping the daughter of the barbarian chief and bring them back to the village. And the uncle's like, what the hell did you do? What, what are you doing? You know, and the, the kid's like, we're warriors. We, we had to, like, defend our village. Like, they, never, they haven't attacked us in 10 years. You do not need to do this. Meanwhile, Yoda comes back and is like, hey, I see you guys need help again. You know, um, and when the barbarians come to get their daughter back, they're all about to, you know, they're all about to have this big, big ass battle. But then Yoda ends up mediating saying, hey, we don't have to go to war. You know, you guys, you know, you guys live on the same planet. You guys should be neighbors and live in peace and shit. So Yoda kind of mediates the battle and ends up, they end up like, you know, returning the daughter and squashing the beef. And they're going to live like as peacefully, peacefully for now. And then Yoda takes off and like, I did my job here and all that shit, you know? So it's just Yoda, you know, kind of, you know, teaching life lessons, you know, that violence is not always the answer, you know, um, and how we, we tend to glorify violence. You know, I think that's might, might be the, the, uh, the underlying theme of this book, how the, the uncle or the nephew glorified his uncle because he killed this barbarian 10 years ago. And they were, oh, we're, we're warriors now. It's like, no, we're not. We were always just little simple mind, simple farming village. We were never warriors, you know, <laughs> you know. Um, so that kind of that whole, that, you know, being egged on by violence ends up triggering the kid to go commit more violence. And, and I think that's what, you know, Yoda was trying to like uh, say, hey, we, we must, you know, come to use diplomacy, you know, come to a more diplomatic solutions instead of fighting, 
So that's kind of like what Yoda does, you know, kind of squashes the beef. And uh, yeah, that's it. And that's it for this story, this for, for this arc. I guess this is, there's going to be another issue after this. There's another arc coming out after this. Uh, it's, it's cool, you know, simple Star Wars shit with Yoda, you know. I'll give it a three out of five. Cool. Okay. Uh, Cliff also said Marvels is the house of same ideas. <laughs> like I said, if it's his Age of uh, Apocalypse and, and uh, House of M, yeah, it's basically the same shit they've been doing. Uh, what I got next, next book I'm going to do is Action Comics number 1051. We actually skipped the issue before, because like I said, we were doing shit, but it doesn't matter. This is supposed to be a jumping off point. It's supposed to be where anybody could just pick up this book and know where they're going from it. So this is the new status quo for the House of L, you know. So this is number two. Let's see what we got. All right. And then there's a bunch of stories in here. We're only going to do the first story, unless you want to review the rest of me, Eli. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so the book starts off. It shows you a, a, a bird's eye view of the Daily Planet. So, I mean, the uh, Metropolis. <clears throat> things you need to see the main thing you need to see you got the daily planet you know reporting shit like that the usually the the tallest building in metropolis is lexcorp which is right there however there's a blue building right next to lexcorp that is even taller so the tallest building in metropolis is neither daily planet or lexcorp so what building is that let's go to it so fast forward you got basically that same blue building in the background, you got protesting outside the street. You got no aliens, blue earth. Basically, people are protesting that building. Uh, and meanwhile, you got people about to shoot up the building, you know, violent protests about to start to riot. You got people about to ram into them. We've seen it happen before, a protest before, you know, but before they go into it, because they're in Metropolis, they take out the shooters, they take out the uh, drivers that are about to run into people, and they take them up to the sky and they, let them blow up in the, in the air. We can't hurt anybody. Meanwhile, the protests are looking at them and they feel better because, of course, Superman and his super family are there. And he's got the old pose of Kingdom Come and the classic pose of Kingdom Come. So let's break down who are the super family we got right here. Okay. So you got Superman, of course. Jonathan Kent, right there. That's Steel 2. That's Natasha. That's Steel 1, Steel 2. Supergirl, Carver's Real. Connor Kent. I know Gabe doesn't listen to the show anymore, but he would be happy to see Connor Kent here. That's the the uh, Reign of Superman, you know, one. This, okay, this one is the Chinese Superman, Kenan Kong. This is Superman. You got to say Superman with that and still. So that's, you know, the new House of L, you know. And basically everybody's like, Superman, Superman and his family, you know. And meanwhile, this one guy is walking by and his dog and the kids start barking. Well, the dog start barking and kids are crazy at him. And he just teleports away. And he's just like, you know, and it's Metallo, of course. And he thought that if he got like a human skin, he'd be able to pass. But he can't fool kids and animals. Meanwhile, Lex Luthor just like, oh, you didn't have the nerves to do it. He was like, I couldn't do it. Somebody recognized me. And Lex Luthor, well, it doesn't matter. Get it done tomorrow or your sister's dead. And he's like, fine, I'll do it, you know. And meanwhile, we go to, you know, 3822 West Main. I don't know if that's significant or anything like that, but that's the that's where the kids stay in Metropolis. So everybody's there. Everybody's hanging out, having fun. So why did Clark invite the family over? For two reasons. Oh, and he's got and Jonathan Kent, you know, sneaking his house, finding his old World War shit. But the reason he's there is because he's announcing 
that this uh, steel is going to build the biggest building in Metropolis. What he's going to do is that he's going to help him out with anything he needs. All the technology he's seen all over the universe and all the advanced technology, he's going to bring it to Earth. He's going to bring it to Metropolis. And he's going to put it in the hands of Steel, and under the advisement of Steel, he's going to use it to make Metropolis like this futuristic city. Because he feel like just, you know, stopping floods and putting out fires, that's not enough. I need to do more, help people, you know. Climate change, all stuff like that, you need to help out. And the second announcement they made is that they adopted those kids from Real World and that they're calling them the Super Twins and they actually give them like their own house of L emblem and stuff like that, you know, like that. And yeah, so that's it. Meanwhile, Jonathan is kind of jealous that he's not the only kid anymore. You know, he's got siblings, you know, but it's cool. Meanwhile, the Super Family are protecting to make sure that nothing happens to, you know, the new building, which is going to be called Blue Earth. That's the whole initiative. And everybody sees them there. Natasha and Steel are there about to open it up. Meanwhile, everybody's saying that everybody's there except Superman. Meanwhile, Clark Kent is right there. But, you know, nobody sees him because they erased his secret identity in, in the last book or whatever like that. So, meanwhile, they see somebody intruder there. The intruder is really Metallo. Metallo kills the guards. And meanwhile, Connor Kent, he sees Metallo. He's like, let me go check out, see what's going on there. So while he goes there, he gets hit by Kryptonite also, you know, and while he's there, he said he's going to turn Metropolis to the city of tomorrow. And that's when the building, the top of the building blows up, you know, and it's about to fall on everybody there. So Clark tells everybody to get, get in position, super family, protect the building, make sure the building doesn't fall on everybody. So they protect everybody, blast all debris, make sure everybody's fine. And that's when Superman hears like a smiling whisper that only he can hear and it's he knows it's metallo and he's just like look this, i'm not even doing this for revenge they're making me do this if i don't do this they're gonna kill my sister so let's just, just come on down let's get this over with you know and that's not between any of the super family it's between me and you let's die and then he throws kind of kent to the side to be continued meanwhile some other story reddit i don't really care about so yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's the status quo going forward superman versus metallo um I'll stick with it, see what's going on. Now that Superman is back in Metropolis, not in some space doing space shit, I'll keep up with it, see what's going on. So, yeah. Super friends. Um, it's the X-Men. It's the Titans. It's, it's, it's a team book. It's the super team. It, it really is. It really is. Because they say, because the rest of the book is about other people. Super uh, Power Girl is a telepath now for some reason. I don't know. Because of whatever. the Lazarus juice or whatever. Yeah, because I guess. I, 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 st- I don't know. <laughs> but yeah so what, what book you got next um what do i have next? should i do the ninja turtles the big the big release the other big release this week oh yeah the lost last ronin yeah yeah so yes this is a sequel prequel to slash side story yeah, yeah to the last ronin which was awesome last ronin uh, ninja our Turtle favorite book, book of, it's yeah, yeah. I went and got me the hardcover when they released it. It's fucking dope. Um, basically follows uh, Michelangelo, who is the last turtle in a dystopian future as he fights Shredder's son. Um, and he's the last turtle alive. All the other turtles are dead. And Michelangelo is the last one and uh, basically battles Shredder and his fascist army in, in a futuristic New York with April and April's daughter and 
the Fugitoid and all that. Yeah, they all kind of have this big ass war in that book and they defeat it. And then Michelangelo ends up dying. Um, kind of a fucked up, sad, awesome book. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so this is a prequel to that. We have a prequel to what Michelangelo is doing before he went back to New York. Because they never explained it in, in the first book. Yeah. Like they never just, said it. Yeah. yeah, they didn't even show who he was. Um, we didn't even know which one he was until like right. what a couple issues in, right? Right. We well, I mean, what... like in, in in the first, I mean, the first part, it was like Michelangelo went to Japan, and they never showed what happened to him in Japan, and yeah. he just came back, and boom, that's it. So yeah. So um, this shows him in Japan, um, um, and then we also get a story. story so okay, yeah. Yeah, and then and then they switch back to the present, which is what happened after the last Ronin series. And it's got April and April's daughter, and they're training a new batch of turtles. You know, four new turtles. One, one's a boy. Two of them are boys. Two of them are girls. They all have different strengths. You know, and they're training them ninjutsu. You know, so that's going on. Like, so that's like and the and, and raising them also raising yeah them. raising them yeah. So that's like the sequel part of it. But then we get the flashback of what Michelangelo was doing in Japan. Turns out he went there to go die after all his brothers and Splinter died. Um, he climbed this mountain basically to go freeze to death, but he didn't freeze to death. He ended up, you know, finding a, a little, you know, a little house up in the mountains, cabin in the mountains, end up, you know, farming and raising, you know, vegetables and end up surviving there for five years. And then it turns out some, uh, like, uh, some kind of like warlord crime lords start coming down to the, the village at the bottom of the mountain and start, you know, you know, taking over and they, they try to go to the, his house and kill him. And he ends up killing a bunch of these uh, gangsters or whatever. And then he goes down to the village to protect the, the village from the gangsters. So I think that's what we're going to see kind of like a seven samurai or, you know, or the, the man with no name guy goes into the town to protect the town. That's what it seems like we're gonna they're going with this. So it's pretty cool. It's it's old school TMNT shit. Um yeah, I enjoyed it. I was a big fan of the the first last Ronin arc. So yeah, I was like excited for this. So it is cool. Four out of five. I'm a I'm I'm gonna stay with it. So okay, cool, cool. I don't even know if I should do this book. I'm gonna do this book. Why not? Y'all knock it out. Justice Society. Number two, just side of America. Number two, this that Jeff Johns run. Uh, J- JSA has been missing since the new 52 started. So, what is this book? What is it about? I don't really know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't read the first one, and it's very confusing. It's a time traveling story, but let's just get into it. It's exactly what's going on. Um, all I know is that the late is okay. So, the main thing about this book is that. Huntress is the main person of the book. If you know who Huntress is, I'll explain Huntress in a second. So Huntress is originally she, she was in Birds yeah. of Prey. She was in Birds of Prey. Nobody saw that show. But yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but it, oh, the, yeah. The Harley yeah. Quinn movie. Nobody saw the movie either. <laughs> okay. It's but yeah, cool. she was in, they should see it. <laughs> yeah. Right, so when you say Birds of Prey, I think it of the CW show. But yeah, but there was a movie <laughs> called Birds of Prey also, which she was in both, but she was two different people. The TV show was closer to her original origin. Basically, originally, Huntress is Batman and Catwoman's daughter. That's what she is, you know. And that's what she is in this story also. So, all right. So, she's in the past. She was 
teleported in the past by her mother Catwoman by Dr. Face Helmet with a snow globe. And that's where we pick up the book. So, and they're looking at the snow globe and it's like the snow globe got powers. And yeah, that's it. So she wakes up in infirmary and she looks at the calendar and the calendar says November 1940. So she realized she was teleported in the past. So now she's a part of the Justice Society in her time period, but that's the new Justice Society. Now she transport in the past with the old Justice Society. And that's when you see them and they like, who the hell are you? You know, I'm going to name it real quick. Okay, so who we got? We got Hawkman, The Atom, Dr. Fate, Green Lantern, Flash, Sandman, Spectre, Our Man, Thunderbolt, and Johnny Thunderbolt. So, yeah. And Huntress, yeah. Um, let's see. And he just asked, oh, I like the art style of this. So, it, you see those, those, those dots in there? I don't know if you can see them right there. You probably can't see them. Kirby dots? Those Kirby, Kirby dots, exactly. Thank you. They're purposely drawing this like an old comic because in old comics you'll see this stuff all the time so what they're doing right there so basically hunter just telling the story look i'm from the future my whole team my whole my team of the just society was killed by some guy and my mother sent me in the past to find dr fate and dr fate just like uh well yeah i can see her yeah she's from the future she's everything she's saying is right but let me go ahead and and touch her head so i can show you her future so everybody else can see exactly what's going on so as soon as he touches her he passes out and he gets teleported into the future he gets teleported one year into the future where he runs into the justice society dark and he runs into like mr miracle and his sidekick that he never met before and they're fighting solomon grundy and he's like what the fuck and then he gets teleported back to his regular time and he's like obviously somebody is stopping me from knowing her future so instead of me knowing her future how about you show me who is threatening her and that's what you do. And then they do that. And then she gets thrown into the past. And we go look into her past and basically how she grew up trouble. Because I think in her past, Bruce Wayne didn't raise her. Like Bruce Wayne didn't know about her or something like that. But even though he's still around, you know. And she was basically raised by Catwoman, you know. And every, she's always getting the fights like this. She like this boogeyman. This guy always keeps, you know, showing up out of nowhere. And she's like, you quit making it up. And it turns out she wasn't making it up. She was getting attacked by some guy in her past. And that's when Catwoman is attacking the guy that attacked her, Perdigaton. Now, who is Perdigaton? The best way to describe Perdigaton is that he's basically DC's version of Kane the Conqueror. He's a time-traveling warlord conqueror. He's also a Nazi. So that's that. So basically what he what Catwoman did, she tra- she teleported huntress to the past because per Degaton is out is on the road to kill every just society member because he got to do a thing whatever like that and he basically telling catwoman either tell me where uh huntress is right now or you can join batman in the grave and she's like what do you think i'm here for and then that's when huntress gets a, a vision of the future of past that her mother is dead and buried right next to batman and she and that's when uh you know per Degaton's is looking at Catwoman's dead body. They're like, don't worry, I will find her. Don't worry about that. And that's when the snow globe breaks, and when the snow globe breaks, breaks, uh hunters get teleported back to somewhere. Oh, and this confusing also. Okay. This happened in um, when this happened. Zero hour. This isn't supposed to exist, but it's here. It's very confusing because extant killed the Justice Society. In zero hour in the 90s. Why is this happening? I don't know. But anyway, she shows back up 
somewhere and she sees dead man dr fate the new dr fate and detective chimp and he and they're just like who the hell are you you know to be continued so this man okay let me explain something the justice society doesn't exist in the dc universe but they're here so is this an alternate future is it a parallel universe do they just exist now the answer is yes jeff johns is doing whatever the hell he wants to do and just writing whatever he wants they don't care so let jeff john do whatever he want to do so that's that's his book so yeah um but what you got eli <laughs> that, that's all i got i don't yeah. we'll give it a rating it's, uh, okay here's here's the thing even though it was weird i'm gonna give it a 3.5 out of 5 because i think i know where jeff johns is going with the story even though i don't know but i think i know if he goes where i think he's going it's a 3.5 out of 5 so that superman is awesome yeah, 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 yeah. Superman's gonna show up. He's the beacon, the hope, and whatever like that. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think. I think here's what I think he's doing. I think he's going to write the Just Society back into the regular universe. I think that's what he's trying to do. Somehow. So. Okay. Yeah. His own little <laughs> anti-crisis. Yes, it's a a crisis to beat the crisis. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so. All right. Okay. My last book, I will do Archie versus the world one shot. Um, it's an Archie book, you know, the Archie alternative universe books, you know, he, you know, where he fights the Punisher or he fights the predator or where he fights zombies or vampires and werewolves and all that stuff. The cover this, looked very manga inspired. Yes. This is basically Archie meets Mad Max meets Fist of the North Star? That's what I was about to say. The, the cover is very Fist of the North Star. Yeah. yeah. So this is a dystopian future. The world has been ravaged by nuclear war, and it's a big desert desert wasteland. Uh, Riverdale is like a barter town, you know, community. Um, Archie and Jughead are rolling around in their jalopy Mad Max car fighting barbarians out in the wasteland they um come to riverdale which is like this you know gated uh you know dystopian town um they're they're they have to go find veronica um and what's her face betty is like a mechanic um sabrina is like some fortune teller witch who basically i think she's the one who gives him his like powers so archie is like the fist of the north star he's got this like he knows this like magical martial art called the flaming fist or something you know which so he can kick ass with like his his with like a fire fist or whatever um so he basically has to go find veronica he fights reggie in this gladiator thunderdome type of thing uses that martial art to kick his ass. Here's Cheryl. I had to get the Cheryl panel. Cheryl is like, you know, this, um, the queen of the town. She's like, uh, remember uh, um, Tina Turner in, in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? Yeah. Uh, Auntie, was Auntie something? Uh, I forget her name. Auntie something. Whoever Tina Turner is, that's basically who Cheryl is in that town. She's like this warlord queen, you know. 
And that's all this is. It's Mad Max. Like I said, Mad Max meets Fist of the North Star, which Archie character. So it's a, it's, it's a one shot. There's a lot of fun. Just stupid, campy fun. I'll give it a three out of five. You know, it was free and it was free. If it was free on Comixology, unlimited. If you got unlimited on Comixology, it's for free. All the Archie books are free. So that's why I was like, fuck it. You know, I'll give this a whirl. It was free and it was, it was, it was entertaining. So yeah, okay. and that's what Archie is. It's, you know, deconstructing that old 1950s Americana, the, the Norman Rockwell Americana, that, that view of Amer- old American life, small town America. But now in, you know, in, in, you know, 20, the 2020s, they're de- deconstructing that and make, you know, the idea of that. And that's what I dig about the new Riverdale show. That's what I like about these comics is they're just like ripping apart that idea of Americana. And uh, yeah. Uh, Ar- Archie's been relevant this subverting long. Those, and... Yeah. Subverting those yeah. ideas and shit. So, so yeah, this was fun. Stupid fun. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, one more story I've got to talk about is actually the last story I meant to talk about before we talk about comics. Uh, James Gunn is under the gun. <laughs> Again. Because, yes, a real, this is a real tweet. I'm about to put up another tweet. Uh, Congressman Robert Garcia has issued a statement today that if James Gunn doesn't initiate <laughs> his DCU plan by February 1st, he will be, he's going to call him for a congressional hearing. <laughs> this is a real tweet. And he is a real congressman. So. Yes, so <laughs> the Snyder cult has invaded our government, basically. <laughs> I'm sure Tucker Carlson, Robert Garcia has be- better things to do than to fucking be tweeting about comic book movies. And- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They will find a way to get pissed off about this. The so, left yeah, agenda, they don't seem concerned with America's problems. They're more <laughs> concerned with comic books. <laughs> now, I haven't checked. What if he's a Republican? <laughs> yeah, they yeah, jump on this side. Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> With all I know, James Gunn, you've got 24 hours to respond. That's all I know. Well, if he's the a Republican, government... it'll be MSNBC. <laughs> right. Yeah, jump on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I don't know. You better figure something out quick. But yeah, other than that, if you listen to this long, different light, subscribe. Uh, Jake has booked out. I guess we have said too much fucked up shit this night. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it was that made him left, but whatever. <laughs> no, he'll be yeah, back next week, hopefully. Yeah, it must have uh, been about Legenda Ortega, his bay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got it. We'll make it up to him next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I don't know what's gonna happen next week. Oh, well, next week we'll be in Black History Month, so I guess I got to do some Black History stuff. Something. I was supposed to have already prepared, and I have nothing right now. Cliff, give me an idea. Educate, man. It's time to educate the masses. <laughs> I know, man. I guess I, I'm supposed to. I, is that why you want me to do a Kang uh, Kang one on one? You know, like <laughs> you know. I guess, I guess. reclaim. Yeah, reclaiming Kang. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time. Same bullet channel.
he can't rewrite the aggro of my fury heart. I'll wait on mountain tops in Paris, going to the power. 